Alright, so the previous lesson uh, that we had, we discussed the importance of having a relationship with God and what that meant to us and how we ought to build upon that relationship. Uh, and so in this lesson today, uh, we are going to learn that not only is there a close relationship to be had with Jesus Christ, but that he also wants to partner with us on a daily basis. So let me ask you this question. Uh, when you hear the word partnership, uh, what comes to mind? Equality. Equality. Which doesn't Partnership. When you think partnership, uh, anybody think business? Yeah. Business. Yeah. Working together for the same cause. Working together for the same cause. Yeah. So, with your ideas of partnership, uh, can they be applied to you and God? Not the equal part. <laughs> not the e not not equal partners. Okay. But can you partner with your boss? Yes. Can you partner with your pastor? Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. And so we're going to talk about partnering with God and what that what that means. But I'm going to start with the story. Okay. It, I I get a tickle um, every time I read this story. It's supposed it's meant to be serious, but me and my humor. I have a hard time taking it completely serious. So uh, there was a missionary family moved to a certain area of Europe. Uh, the economy was so collapsed and, the, and their economic system was so broke that even the most basic supplies were, were difficult to find. And one of those supplies that were hard to find was gasoline. Uh, I, I, and gasoline... For one's car, but not just gas for the car, but gas for any machinery that would operate on no lead gasoline. And so because of the lack of fuel, very few cars were driven during this time. And people walked great distances to get to where they needed to be, to get to work, and so on and so forth. Uh, there was just no available fuel to put into the tanks of cars, and so the cars remained parked inside the garages and under the easements and on the side of the road. At that time, this particular missionary family, when they're over there, lived in a remote area on the edge of a small city where, where people were giving, given uh, small plots of land to grow gardens. Uh, one spring, when it was time to plow the garden and plant the seeds, the missionary uh, husband looked out the kitchen window of his house and saw something that absolutely surprised him, shocked him. Um, his neighbor had taken an old harness, like the one that would be uh, placed around the neck of a cow or a horse or an ox, and he had placed it on his wife. He watched from the kitchen window in amazement as the man walked behind his wife, guiding the plow as she uh, pressed forward with her neck and shoulders, dragging the plow through the hardened soil. 
The two of them were working to break up the ground so they could plant their seeds and produce their garden. They did own a small tractor, but because there was no fuel available, they couldn't use it. And so this couple, as he was watching, took the only course of action that they thought was possible. And it was the course of action that this missionary saw that day. And without any help coming, they partnered together the only resources they had at their disposal, and they gave all they had to accomplish it. True story, by the way. True story. Why wasn't he the one wearing the harness? They're strong. Yeah. She was probably pretty strong, too, though. Because this is Europe. This is Europe. Yeah, maybe she hard. couldn't walk a straight line, or maybe he... <laughs> I, I don't know. But anyway, so there have been times, and there are going to be times in our lives where we will work so hard or have worked so hard and have used all of our strength uh, just simply trying to live for God. There's going to be times we're going to feel like uh, that we're just plowing the field on our own, plowing the field uh, under our own strength. And, and, And in those times, most of us feel, man, there's just so much more that needs to be given and so much more that needs to be done. We just simply don't have the energy. There's going to be times that we feel that we hook up the plow and we press through this hard ground of life, this thing called life on our own, and in our eyes, without any type of help. I've been there. I don't know if you've ever been there, but I have been there where I felt like I'm just trudging through life, just trying to make it. And and with whatever resources I have, with with whatever strength I have left over, uh, whatever fortitude I can muster, I just just plow through. And it just seems like in my eyes, there's just no help. There's just no help coming from anybody or anywhere. Matthew chapter 11 is the only verse of scripture I'm going to use today in this, this teaching. Matthew chapter 11. I'm going to read verses 28 through 30. It says, Come unto me, all ye that labor. And are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. And ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. My yoke is easy, and my burden is light. So let's discuss what these verses of Matthew mean to us as we as we strive to walk with the Lord. And not only build a relationship, but also begin to build a partnership with him. So, first question, what does it mean to labor? What does it mean to labor? To work hard? Yeah, it really does. I mean, there's really not many ways to define it. Uh, working hard is probably one of the best descriptions that we're going to be able to give the term labor. The word labor in verse 28 from the Greek word is kapos, which describes the most tiresome kind of work or the most tiresome kind of labor, kapos. This represents or speaks of a person who has given absolutely everything 
uh, a person that is struggling and working with whatever strength they have left to accomplish the task. And so I'm trying to paint a word picture here. This, this labor that, that Jesus was talking about was intense. It was uh, labor that had to be done with whatever we could muster to accomplish it. The Greek word use of the word labor uh, describes people who have been laboring under a particular load uh, without rest for a long time. Uh, I don't know, sometimes I feel like that. I feel like you know I've had a load or a, a burden on my shoulders that I've just carried for a long time and there just seems to be no rest. Uh, and and this, this word is, represents that for some that their work has become tiresome, uh, exhausting, and, and to this person almost seems unending. That is the description of labor. Very mental, very mental. Um, absolutely. I have found that more times than not, the, the stress that we feel from labor is less physical than it is emotional and mental. Um, and uh, then that leads to more of a physical reaction. But this is the kind of labor that Jesus was talking about. This was the terminology that he was using when he says, Come unto me, all ye that labor, that, that are just exhausted, there just seems no end in sight, and working. And uh, it, it's not always, uh, let, me, let me inject this, it's not always easy living for God. Uh, because I'm, the unfortunate thing is it rains on the just and the unjust, the Bible says. Uh, we feel pressures just like somebody who's not living for God feels pressures. Pressures to perform, pressures to work, pressure to make ends meet. Uh, we, we have our problems. I mean, we're human. We're, we're going to encounter health problems. We're going to encounter financial problems. We're going to encounter relationship problems. And, and so we're not exempt from these issues. But what the difference is where some people succumb to those problems and those and those pressures and, and the trials of life, we're pressing on. And so this is labor that we feel, this load that we're bearing. And Jesus is saying, hey, there are some of you that are laboring, doing everything that you're supposed to do, working hard at, at living for me, working hard in ministry, working hard in leading your family, working hard on the job, working hard to, to keep you know the, your, you from have, keeping yourself from having a mental breakdown. So it's this type of labor that he is talking about. It's a very intense, tiresome labor work. And this labor is not only physical, but it's also mental and emotional. And, and so I want us to understand when the Lord is talking about labor, he's not just talking about simply working, but he's talking about a heavy load. He's talking about a, a tiresome type of work. So let's go to the next statement. He said, uh, come unto me, all you that labor and are heavy laden. What do you think it means to be heavy laden? Overloaded, overwhelmed. Yes, absolutely. Uh, it is a Greek word. It's from a Greek, the term heavy laden is from a Greek word, uh, which is for tizo. It means a load or burden. 
that is normal and expected for an individual to carry in life. This heavy laden, Jesus is speaking of the everyday burden and load that we carry as individuals. This is the, the natural weight of life on our shoulders. And, and because we have been laboring in that terminology for a long time with what seems without rest and uh, without end, this natural burden becomes heavy. Just, just the, what happens in life naturally just becomes heavier than what it should. Why? Because we're laboring and this burden has become heavy laden on our shoulders. And so Jesus was speaking about people like you and me who have been doing their job, the right job, the right things uh, for a very long time. And he also understood that this burden of life is not done yet. We still have to pay bills. We still have to mend relationships. We still have to uh, work at a job. We still have, to, you know, there's things that still going to happen because I'll tell you what, life doesn't stop. It just doesn't stop for us. I mean, there's times I wish just the world would stop turning for just a moment uh, so I could catch my breath and no time would expire, but it just doesn't stop. And so Jesus was saying, it was talking about people just like us who have been doing our job for a very long time and yet the job wasn't done yet. Uh, we're, we're heavy laden with this work, with this press, these pressures, these problems, these decisions that we have to make. And, and um, you know, he said that he, it, it shows that the journey hasn't been quick. Uh, the journey hasn't been short, it hasn't been easy, and that much of it was still before them. And they had quite a long distance yet to go before they reached their destination. It kind of reminds you of our journey, our walk with God. Um, we, we have a distance to go yet before our, we reach our destination in this walk with God, in, this, in the ministry and the calling that it has in our life. And of course, our ultimate destination is heaven. And but there's a, there's still a journey. There's still a road to go. There's still some loads to carry. There's still some work to be done. And so he's describing this heavy laden as, hey, you know, I know that there's a load and a burden that it, that is weighing down on you. But it's the normal everyday life. It's expected of us. But we just seem like it's just bearing down on our back. And uh, so knowing how tired they were and yet how much further they had to go before they were finished Jesus told them he says all you who labor and are heavy laden Jesus then said come unto me and I will give you rest the word rest is from the Greek word anapau Anapau. A-N-A-P-A-U-O. Anapau. Which is defined as to rest, to relax, to calm, or to refresh. Uh, the, the root word, um, this is pow. The root word is pow. P-A-U-O. From which we get the word pause. In other words, Jesus is saying, come unto me 
And I will give you the pause that you need. I have a comment. Yes. Can you imagine how difficult it is, and I know you know, for the people that don't have God, and they are struggling and always yeah. will. Yeah. It's very, very difficult. Because again, they have no hope. life doesn't stop. Right, and they have, that's exactly it. They have no hope. They can't see beyond their trouble. What's right here nope. Yeah, God could help them through a lot. I can't, there's some things that I have been through in my life that if I did not understand how God works in the circumstances, especially in the way that we're describing right now, I don't know how I would have made it. Well, you know, if you, if, and again, you know, just to take a pause here, if you see the rate of uh, mental illness, emotional breakdown, suicides, the thing is, they're not getting through it. I just heard on the Christian radio this morning that uh, suicide is the third, is the number three cause of teenage death in America. Yeah, yep. And it, it's 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 terrible, and it's because they have no way of coping because they have nothing to look to, look forward to. There's no, there's no hope. You know, we know that hey, while we may suffer here, there is an end in sight for us. There is a a a strength for us. There is a future. There is an eternity that we're looking forward to, and we understand the concept that one day it'll be worth it all. But they don't have that that hope for that one day. They they don't they don't see that they don't know that because they don't know him, and you know, and, and so it's this very concept that we're talking about. You know, we in our language today the word rest that is located in the scripture Matthew uh, can be translated to take a breather. You know, when we think about hey, let me rest for a minute while we're on a hike or, or on a bike ride or, or something, it, we're, we're, we're pausing from the activity. We're, we're taking a breather. We're, we're taking a break. Uh, you know, sometimes we even say, you know, it's time to get away from something. Just sleep. Escape the responsibilities. You know, um, why, why, do, why do pastors burn out? Because they never take the rest. They never escape the responsibility for a period of time to say, hey, it's time for me to take a breather. The church will go on without me. People, I mean, but, you know, as, a, as pastors, and, and we struggle with this, is like we want to be there. If the church is open, we want to do it. But they share their burdens with you, too, which yep. magnifies yours. Yeah. And, and so we need rest. So when we think of rest, we're not just thinking about taking that 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 break, you know, that coffee break or something. There's times we're thinking about we just need to get away, uh, just kind of avoid. So when we think of this, uh, it's not that we're forgetting the responsibility. It's not that we're not going to return back to the job at hand. Uh, it's just that pause. Jesus never promised that he would take difficult assignments away from us. But what he is sharing with us is, hey, I'm going to provide the opportunity for rest. And so he did promise that if we would come to him, he would give us the rest that we need in order to be refreshed for the continuation and the conclusion of 
this journey that we are on. And so he says, come unto me and I will give you rest. And, and that's sometimes where we, we kind of fail. We, we burn ourselves out because we fail to come to him and, and cast our cares on him for a moment and say, Lord, I just need some strength. I need some time with you. I need some time away. And we, and we just don't turn it over to him. And he's saying, come unto me and I will give you rest. And it's a hard one. It's a hard one. When you're serving people, no matter what uh, area of life that you're in, it even on the job, the secular job, it's hard to say no because you're working for them and, and you want to do a good job. Why do we want to do a good job? Because we're representing Jesus Christ and everything that we're doing. So we're going to give our best. And sometimes we, we exceed what, we, what we're capable of doing, not because of talent or ability, just because energy uh, mental fortitude our emotions just can't handle it and and so jesus said come unto me and i will give you rest and then he goes a bit further and this is what i love about this he says take my yoke upon you uh what a uh what, what do you think he means by that what do you think jesus meant when he says take his yoke upon you after he said that he's going to give us rest he's saying take my yoke representation of work it's almost almost like well wait wait a minute you just said i could come to you and you're going to give me rest but now you're telling me to take my take your yoke upon me me. let's talk about the yoke the word yoke is the greek word zugos which describes of course the wooden yoke that joined two animals together so that they could combine their strength to pull a load that generally would have been too difficult for one animal to pull by itself. This yoke, this this is what I love about this. When we're looking at an actual situation in the fields, uh, the Amish still use this technique. Uh, they don't use tractors or anything like that. Um, I have seen them have a team of horses yoked together, plowing their fields, uh, harvesting their fields. What I love about this whole term, this yoke, is that it makes the team inseparable. It's too bad the farmer didn't have a daughter to go with his wife. <laughs> That would have been good to have a daughter to go with a wife to make it inseparable. Absolutely. No. No. That's why I said every time I read this story, I get a, I get a, I get a, a little chuckle out of it because I, I I'm trying to picture this. A desperate times call for desperate measures. Oh, I, well, I didn't know anything about a whip. <laughs> No, 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 no. No. So, yoke. Sorry. No, that's okay. We're stronger. The result of them being made inseparable was that they were stronger and their combined strength made the task easier. See, when we partner with God, when we become yoked up together with him, we become inseparable. 
See, this 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 goes beyond one like one step beyond just a relationship with him. That we're, we're partnering with God, and God is partnering with us in everything that we do. There, there is a mutual dependency that takes place with a team of oxen that are yoked together. They both pull the weight. However, it has been said that when they yoke oxen or horses together, that there is always one that is the lead. There's always one that is stronger, that helps the other one, that teaches the other one. And so when we take his yoke, because he's the lead upon us, it gives us the rest that is necessary for our life. There is a mutual dependency. God counts on us to fulfill the plan and the purpose that he has for our lives. The ministry that he is calling us to. He depends on us because he's not doing it himself. He's not coming back in bodily form to say, okay, I'm going to take care of all this. He spent 33 and a half years on earth to ascend into heaven. To send himself back in spirit form to live in us, the body of Christ, the church. To perform what he wants to do. He depends on us. And in doing that, we depend on his strength to accomplish that. There is a mutual dependency that begins to develop. See, there is work to be done in the kingdom of God. And he's depending on us to do it. And we depend on him to give us the strength to do it. Whether it's our walk with him. Whether it is ministry, a calling, uh, dealing with people building relationships, whatever it is that we're doing to advance the kingdom and to build the church, as long as we are yoked up with him, he depends on us to do what he's called us to do, and then we depend on his strength to lead us to do it. And, And so this is his offer to us when we become weary and we're tired and exhausted. He offers to come alongside. And to join in the journey. To join in on our assignment. To join in on the affairs of life. The problem is. We fail to partner with God. Because we just think we can handle this ourselves. God doesn't care about my finances. Yes he does. We think, God doesn't care what's going on at work. Uh, Yes, he does. Why? Because he cares about you. And because he cares about you, he cares about the things that you care about, that you're working on, the things that may cause exhaustion physically, that may cause exhaustion mentally and emotionally. He wants to partner with us, and he wants us to partner with him. And so that's his offer. When we are weary, when we are heavy laden, he says, come to me, I will give you rest by taking my yoke upon your shoulders, which means I'm going to do the bulk of the work and I'm going to lead you and I'm going to be the strength in this partnership. 
And so becoming yoked to Jesus in our life, becoming yoked to him in our ministry, becoming yoked up with him in our business and personal affairs, uh, it becomes a very intentional choice. He doesn't drag us over and throw the yoke on us. He says, come unto me. Take my yoke upon you. From personal experience, uh, what once was hard for my life, uh, wearisome and troublesome because I was doing it all alone, uh, became enjoyable and lighter when I learned to partner with God. When I learned to realize I am not on this journey alone, I am not in ministry alone, I, this calling is not mine alone, that, you know, he, he qualifies who he calls, but he does it by being there for them. He is my source of strength. He is my peace in troubled times, that peace that passes all understanding. He is my hope. I mean, when I begin to realize I am not working alone, even though there are times I feel alone, I know I'm not. Uh, the psalmist, the psalmist said it so well, and, and this is this is how important this relationship and this partnership is with God. If we're willing to build relationship with Him, and if we're willing to partner with Him, take His yoke upon our shoulders and let Him lead us and guide us through this journey then no matter where we're at in this journey, he is going to be with us. And the psalmist said it so well. He says, even if I made my bed in the depths of hell, he is there. It's a partnership. And so no matter what I go through in life, and no matter where I'm at, it's, there's an understanding. Yeah, this, this load is heavy. I'm exhausted, but he's there with me to help me bear this load and to help me get through. Why can we get through difficult times in life? Because we're allowing somebody to come alongside us, to lead us and to strengthen us. It's so important. He said, take my yoke upon you. The word, let's take a look at, take the yoke. The word take is the word arrow in the Greek. A-I-R-O. Actually, it's pronounced Iro in the Greek. It means to intentionally lift or to intentionally take up. The fact that Jesus used the word um, Iro in this particular case suggests to you and to me that we must intentionally Put on the yoke of Jesus so that he can help pull the plow or, or bear the heavy load. Again, he's a gentleman. He doesn't force himself on anybody. He offers. He offers hope. He offers grace. He offers mercy. He offers salvation. It's incumbent upon us to take it. And so in this, he's saying, if you intentionally take my yoke and place it upon you, voluntarily take my partnership that I'm offering to you. Be intentional about it. He's going to help pull the plow. It's This is the partnership that Jesus is looking for with us. Not just relationship, but partnership to come alongside 
to be mutually beneficial one to another. Um, in order to take his yoke, I'm trying to think how I'm going to say this, we have to be willing to remove the yoke that is upon us right now. Whatever it is that's bearing us down, we must be willing to remove our personal yoke and then to yoke up with Him. We must be willing to remove the yoke of sin, the yoke of shame, the cares of life, the weights, uh, the pressures, whatever it is that is bearing down on us, that, that is causing us to be heavy laden, that is causing us to be weary. And that's why Jesus said, cast your cares on me. Because I care for you. And so when we're willing to remove our own yoke, our own burden, and allow him to share in that burden, in that heavy load, this is the beginning of a partnership. And so in essence, there is some equality to that type of relationship. It is mutually beneficial. It's beneficial to his church, it's beneficial to his kingdom, but he his strength, his guidance is also beneficial to us. And so we have to be very intentional about this. We as human beings love to just do things on our own. We can figure it out ourselves. I don't need help. Um, I can get through this. I'm strong enough to handle it. We're just stubborn that way. It is, it, is a, it is natural for us to be like that. We didn't always start off that way. Look at this baby. Very dependent. Very willing. Very willing to be fed, to be changed, to be rocked, to, to be nurtured. I have no idea what changes as we get older. But we get so far away from allowing help in our lives. We, we, we want to become so independent. And natural progression, maybe? Is it the world? Is it environment? Who knows? But there is a time in our walk with God where we go from just simple relationship to say, God, I need to partner with you. And let me tell you something about, about partnerships. And let me tell you something about yoking up with God. This is not uh, part of this particular lesson, but it, it's something that I have shared with my ministry team. They said, sometimes we struggle. And I was talking about ministry in general, but sometimes we struggle because we're plowing the wrong field. Jesus said, take my yoke, which means, almost implies, is, hey, I'm already working. I'm working over here. Sometimes we struggle because we're just in the wrong field. And if we remove the plow and the yoke and we go partner with him where he's already working, where he's already ordering our steps, where he's already making a path for us. When we find God's will for our life and we partner with him, I'm not saying things are going to be perfect. But man, 
I bet you the sailing is going to be a bit smoother. Even when the storms of life arise, we're with him to say, peace be still. And, and so partnering with him is a very, very important concept for us to develop in our relationship with God. And when we find ourselves becoming overwhelmed or burdened, maybe, just maybe we have missed the opportunity to yoke up with him, to take his yoke, which is, according to him, he says, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And when we can move from this heaviness of life to partnering with him, it becomes tolerable. We can go a little bit further doing the things that we have to do just because life tells us we have to do it. But we have some rest in that. We have some strength and we have some guidance. And so uh, and a question of introspection. This is just something for you to think within yourself. Um, after learning about how Jesus wants to partner with us, are you going to keep pulling the plow through the solid ground by yourself? Or are you going to allow him to partner with you in your daily activities as you willingly remove your yoke of burden and take his yoke of ease upon you?